With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, it's very big of you, Tazi, to play this song leading into our playoff discussion here. I mean, it's a bop. It's funny, at, at the old Giant Stadium, they would play this song and show Rocky running up the steps. And it's like, what? They're doing something Eagles-wise? And, and, and then there's a big giant that squashes Rocky. And then like some sort of Giants-themed song comes on, and it got the place live. But That's so cool. You know, we got we to update the team and if we want to do things like that against the Eagles at this point. Yeah, the, uh, the Eagles are Ivan Drago at this point. Big games coming up this weekend. Perfect matchups, really. We've got stars all over the place. I don't think we could have asked for a better conference championship weekend than what we're going to get in front of us. And that doesn't mean that the games are going to be picture perfect, but in terms of the buildup to them, I think it's pretty great. You know, And then we'll yeah. see how it all plays out. It's sports. Sometimes things go sideways. Just ask the Giants. <laughs> uh, but everyone deserves to be here. There are no flukes left. Everybody's great. Any one of these teams could win the Super Bowl. Would not surprise me in the slightest. Close your eyes and picture any one of these teams hoisting that Lombardi trophy. Very easy to draw that picture That picture in your mind. It is. The only thing I have trouble with is seeing a team that's not the Philadelphia Eagles hoisting the trophy. And yes, part of this is a little strategic. I might be hoping to tank mush them a little bit by uh, giving them so much credit, but really... I think their league's better than everyone left. I, I really do. Both sides of the ball, it's way too strong, plus the home field advantage this round. Maybe the week off could mess around. Maybe Sirianni will get too full of himself. Uh, but I just don't see, especially if Mahomes is banged up like he is, I must be missing something with the AFC Championship because it just feels like the Bengals. But because of that, that's where my concern lies. Like, what what are the Chiefs going to do to make me wrong about this? Well, it's respect for Andy Reid, yeah. respect for Patrick Mahomes. Even if he's even if he's hobbled, he's still better and than, than a lot of quarterbacks that you could go up against. Travis Kelsey, whether Mahomes is injured or not, is still impossible to cover in the open field. Right? They've got a, they still have a lot. There's no guarantee that Cincinnati goes in, but if. If you're leaning one way without overthinking it, it's got to be Cincinnati because of what they've been able to do. How many more times are we going to doubt this team? I know. They they have what it takes to win this time of year. They're on a roll. They I can't remember the last time they've lost. They've won, what, 10 straight? They tackle really well. The offensive line has answered questions. And that guy Joe Burrow is just uh, that's a bad man right there. I actually think Bengals-Eagles would be the best Super Bowl. It would be fun. I don't see how the Bengals match up the way the Eagles play, but it's Joe Burrow. You could never necessarily count him out. Yeah, he's always in a game. Always in a game. Uh, so, and then, and if you think about last year, I think the Bengals are a little bit better than they were a year ago, and some of that's just aging and experience. Know? Yeah, they've yeah, been there before. Cohesiveness, if that's a word, being cohesive. The Eagles' defense is really good. 
really good. good. I don't think they're as good as the Rams' defense was a year ago. Well, they don't have a Donald or a Ramsey, who I think the Rams are considering shopping Jalen Ramsey, mm. but um, they got some OGs. I mean, Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, two guys that can really lead a defense that has a lot of talent outside of that. Great corners and Hassan Reddick, and it's well-coached. You know, Jonathan Gannon, I believe is his name, the defensive coordinator. He's been getting a lot of pub. Yeah, Eagles are very complete. I would love an opportunity where Joe Burrow can, like, in a way, shock the world one last time and defeat an Eagles. That's sort of my what I want to see happen. But an Andy Reid, all Andy Reid Super Bowl would be very fun too. Yeah. So we're all set up for a great weekend. Let's go through this position by position. Who has the edge in the conference championship games? Hit me with the music. We'll start with the Bengals versus the Chiefs. And with the position that all of us have at the forefront of our minds. And th- and this isn't just like over the course of their career. I'm talking about this weekend. Who has the edge at quarterback? Patrick Mahomes with that ankle or Joe Burrow uh, being his bad self? I mean, even Patrick Mahomes healthy. Burrow is the one guy who you can kind of say, he's right there. He might not make as many fancy throws as, as Mahomes, but... He just plays the position so well and does what it takes to win and throw out the numbers. Watch how he manages a game. He's right there with the Mahomes injury. I mean, Joey B. I, I gotta go. I gotta go with Joey B. I, I hate to yes. do it. Mahomes is my number one quarterback in the NFL, as is everybody else on planet Earth. But this week, it feels like Joe. He is the Patrick Mahomes kryptonite. Yeah, as great as Superman was, you know, he could be got. And uh, Lex Luthor figured that out. He would wave that green stuff in front of his face. All of a sudden, he's rendered useless. I mean, a little bit of that going on. I can't go there yet, but it's a little bit of... uh, Because he hasn't won a Super Bowl just yet, Joe. But it's a little... I mean, this is kind of the modern version of Brady Peyton Manning, isn't it? Right, where Manning was the one that was heralded for what he did on the field. The stats. And he was, yeah, eye-popping good. What he did audibling at the line, we all looked at that like that's what greatness is and then all Brady did was go out and beat him every single time win games just whatever it takes to win do I have to throw for 300 do I throw for 150 in bad weather but timely throws that's that's my favorite part about Joe whatever it takes to win in all different ways and it's not like Patrick Mahomes doesn't have guts he absolutely has guts so it's hard to even make this selection but on a on a less than 100% ankle Got to go Joe B right now. As far as running games go, overall running games, the Kansas City Chiefs or the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals, of course, trotting out Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan. Interesting. And uh, the Chiefs with Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon. I don't think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is quite ready yet. Isn't it crazy? Like, Joe Mixon had a kind of whatever year, and then suddenly last week, they really committed to it, and he was really good. Yeah, he was. Meanwhile, the Chiefs, I'm a Pacheco guy. You know, Rutgers, shout out, or you, or you, seventh-round pick. The Chiefs will, like, forget to keep going back to the run sometimes. So <laughs> if the Chiefs remember to run the ball, I really like what Pacheco's been able to do. Can I say a push? I mean, this is kind of a tough one. I don't know who's going to commit to the running game more. Um, I, think, I think the Chiefs are going to have to lean on it more. And uh, for that reason, I'll actually give the Chiefs the edge with the rush. I think just based off of my respect for Andy Reid's scheme, the answer should be 
it should be the Chiefs, but I'm just going to go talent here. Mixon and Pirine are more talented than the two that uh, that the Chiefs have out there. So I think I think it's the Bengals, but well, it's not a it's not a wide margin. Don't forget Kadarius Tony. You could get some end around action. Very true. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that leads us to the next one: passing weapons. So this includes the tight ends. It includes whoever else is catching passes from these quarterbacks. This is a hard one because I think your your gut reaction is to go, oh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. That, that is. The team that has those guys has to be the answer, but you cannot discount how difficult it is to stop Travis Kelsey this time of year. Well, no matter what, Kelsey's going to catch 10 to 12 balls and get however many yards and probably even score. Then what happens after that, you know? So... To me, I think the most dangerous guys who can change the game and take one to the house, they reside on the Bengals. Plus, I like Hayden Hurst a lot. It was a very nice pickup by them. I'm going to go with the Bengals because Chase, like he's he's not overrated. He's not just a name. This guy has shown up in big games in his first two years in the league, and all T. Higgins did was carry the squad while he was out. So I'm going to go Cincinnati here. With you know, Kelsey is what he is, but outside of Kelsey, Tony's still got things to prove, mm. and I don't really like the Chiefs' depth as much. Patrick Mahomes makes those guys better than they are. Who has the better overall defense, Cincinnati or the Kansas City Chiefs? Hmm. You know, the Chiefs, Chris Jones and Frank Clark are monsters on the defensive line. I think it's it's just a little bit like the offense where they have a couple of pieces. It's hard to discount those guys. But when you look at the total body of what Cincinnati has, it just feels like they have a guy at every position. They've got good linebackers. They've got good defensive linemen. They've got a decent secondary. And they and they did a really good job in free agency a year ago to solidify some yeah. of those things and just nailed everybody. I think it's Cincinnati just because I like that they're more well-rounded. Man, they really play as a group. They don't miss tackles. They don't really have any stars. Eli Apple somehow doesn't seem to get toasted as much. It's allowed him to talk garbage on Twitter. I mean, him and Diggs have been going back and forth. Yeah. At some point, I mean, Eli Apple's got to like pay the piper, I would think. <laughs> Lou Anarumo, the D coordinator with Cincinnati, done a great job. And then Spags, former Giant guy uh, with Kansas City. I don't know. I just feel like that Chiefs defense plays a lot better at Arrowhead with the crowd behind them. And I, I like uh, Jerry Sneed, Thornhill in that secondary. Jones, you said it. Frank Clark. I, I think I'm going to I'm going to give the edge to the Chiefs defense in, in hmm. this situation because, again, just like the running game, they have to have it. Uh, the offensive line versus defensive line. So let's think about this on both sides. The Chiefs O-line versus the Bengals defensive line and the Bengals O-line versus the Chiefs defensive line. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going with that one. The Chiefs defensive line definitely has the edge. I think if the Chiefs win this game, you know, Mahomes has to be upright and play a good version of football, which I'm sure he will. I think this game really comes down to that. It comes down to can the Bengals offensive line perform like they did a week ago or are they going to get got by these two guys that are way more talented than anybody they were going up against in Buffalo. Buffalo did not generate a pass rush. Kansas City's going to be able to do that. So I think that, that that's one of the biggest advantages the Chiefs have, defensive line versus offensive line. The other way around, I, I'm not even really sure. I guess I'd give right. the edge to Cincinnati. Huh? Yeah, I don't really know what to do with this one. I think the edge here is Kansas City, too. But like Joe Burrow and, and the playmakers on that offense – they're capable of dialing up plays to kind of combat that. So while the Chiefs have the edge, I think the it won't kill the Bengals. What about a head coach? 
Oh, Andy well, Reid versus yeah, Zach Taylor. It's got to be Andy, but if Zach beats him for a third straight time and gets back to the Super Bowl, like, what kind of conversation is this? I don't know. I should be giving Zach Taylor a lot more credit. I'm kind of being like, well, I would be a better coach, too, if I had Joe Burrow on squad. But it, you can't take anything really away from him because, hey, it's it takes 53 plus a coaching staff. So, um, I mean, I got to go Andy Reid, though, he, I think. <laughs> I think I got to go Andy Reid. So for me, the only edges the Chiefs have in this game is their defensive line versus the Bengals' offensive line and that head coach. Everything else about this game to me scream and home field, obviously. Yeah. Uh, everything else to me screams Cincinnati. I mean, the the Burrow and playmakers they have plus their. Polished tackling defense is why I love polished tackling. Yeah, you got to stop people short of the first down marker. <laughs> Throw that fist up. We short. They short. <laughs> All right, let's go to the NFC. 49ers visiting the Philadelphia Eagles. Quarterback, this one ought to be pretty easy. Jalen Hurts versus Brock Purdy. Purdy, you've been nice, but you're okay. not an MVP candidate. Jalen Hurts, definitely the answer here. I mean, yeah, even a uh, 70% Jalen Hurts has got to be the guy in that offense. I've, I've enjoyed the Brock train, but this is where uh, fake thugs can't hide anymore, as Raheem Palmer would say, right? <laughs> At the running back position, you've got Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott. Uh, all those guys are used frequently. And for the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, and then uh, the hybrid of Debo Samuel. But the answer has to be San Francisco. Well, with personnel, personnel, I like San Francisco. But with how the Eagles scheme everything, it's like it doesn't matter who's back there. They just open up gaps. And so, I guess if you judge it not based on who's on the team, but based on who has the better run game, I mean, these are the two most effective run games in the NFL. I mean, I love CMC. He's been amazing, and he's worth everything they traded for him. He's been their savior to this season, especially with the quarterback situation. And But I, I've never really seen a run game like Philadelphia's right now. i, I got to go with the Eagles. It's sick. Maybe the Niners D-line could do something about it, but um, good luck. Yeah, I guess overall, run, I like the personnel that, the, that San Francisco has. I like McCaffrey more than I like Miles Sanders. I like yeah. Elijah Mitchell more than I like Kenneth Gainwell. But yeah, as far as an overall run game, I, I think I'm with you. I think I have to give the edge to the Eagles and, there. And it says a lot because Kyle Shanahan takes pride in oh, yeah. running the ball properly. They're number one and number two for me. It yeah. seems that you would want to model a run game after. Passing weapons. This one's really interesting. The Eagles have A.J. Brown. He's a monster. Devontae Smith is a stud. Dallas Goddard's one of the better tight ends in the NFL. Then on the other side, you've got Debo Samuel, Mr. Do-It-All. Brandon Ayuk, who has been really, really good this year. Really good. And George Kittle, who is second only to Travis Kelsey at the tight end position in the NFL. So that one is really close. I know that I like San Francisco more. It's one of the reasons I like San Fran in this game is because of exactly that. I think that that's an area where they might be able to exploit some weaknesses with that Philadelphia defense. I mean, the best thing about Brock Purdy is that he's activated Kittle. He's done a great job going over the middle and getting Kittle involved, becoming the player that we've grown to know. He's capable of yards after catch. He was physical. But, man, I mean, A.J. Brown, like, I feel like, I mean, this might be too heavy of a take, but I feel like he's the closest thing to, like, a modern T.O. He's big, strong. He can run yards after catch. He gets open. Tough. And then Devontae Smith runs like the wind. He's very, he's light as a feather, and that's why. And he just gets open. 
makes plays, finds the end zone, and then Goddard, the most underappreciated pass catcher, I think, in football. He's ridiculous. One-handed catch last week, immediately in the end zone. Uh, it's the Eagles. It's the Eagles. Wow. It's ridiculous. You're going Eagles all the way through. Uh, I San Francisco, but yeah, I mean, that one I think is really interesting because you can make a really good case either either way. This is what the game comes down to right here. This might be the, one of the only games I've ever watched, so I might not even watch the position players. I think my eyes are strictly going to be focused on the Eagles' offensive line versus the 49ers' defensive line. Wow. That is a matchup. I mean, you talk about the best at what they do versus the best at what they do. Which is better? Is it the Nick Bosa's of the world or is it the Lane Johnson and company on the other side? I mean, that is so hard to pick. It is. I think I'd lean. The Eagles offensive line has been so perfect throughout the year when they're healthy. I think I would give them a slight edge over that 49ers defensive line. But And that scares me as somebody who's backing San Francisco in this game. I mean, this is what the game comes down to. If the Niners actually suddenly can get pressure on Hurts and get the Eagles in predictable passing situations and then get sacked, all of a sudden this is like, okay, good thing I didn't actually place a bet on this game because this is not what I signed up for if I'm looking at it through an Eagles lens. That's really, I feel like, the only way you can beat them is find a way to slow up their run and then get Hurts and you know, predictable passing situations than let Nick Boza get out there. But this is what it comes down to. I, the Eagles, they're just foolproof because of what that line can do, opening up holes on the ground and, and protection in the passing game, and they can get the ball out quick. So um, I think that, I, I don't know, it's impossible to really go against either one. How about right. a push? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, let's push. Let's go ahead and push on that one. Let's see how it plays out. Uh, the head coaches, there's another area where I like San Francisco. So there's enough there's enough spots here. Philadelphia overall is a better football team, but there are enough angles here where I like San Francisco where I'm confident being on that side. Uh, and I'll give you more reasons when we get to our lock segment on Friday, But because uh, I'm already sort of leaning. I have to take the 49ers. I'm forced into this spot. Okay. Um, but Kyle Shanahan over Nick Sirianni, I like where I'm at there. I like I like Shanahan more than Sirianni. I mean, at some point, I'm hoping like Nick Sirianni's world comes crashing down. He's getting way too cocky. Yeah, but it's like he's never been in this spot before. Shanahan's been here. Nah, but Sirianni's out here mean mugging, and he's ready. And and as great as Kyle Shanahan is, he's had some collapses in the postseason. He's had some rough moments. Um. I mean, Shanahan's way more experienced, but I'm all in on what the filthy Eagles are doing right now. I cannot go away from it. It's disgusting. Wow. I'm being honest. Did you pick? I don't think you picked the 49ers in any aspect of this game. You better throw some money on the Eagles if you like them this much. I mean, the Niners. Short of a field goal at home, and you like every aspect of their team better than San Francisco. I mean, the Niners are are a cut right there uh, in pretty much every category. It was especially tough to take the playmakers. That's what I like most about San Francisco and Nick Bosa in the pass rush. But, man, the Eagles just... And I'm I'm certainly overreacting to what they did to the Giants last week, but the fact that the Giants didn't even have a chance... Like, even in the games, they were kind of dominated. Like, the two losses against Dallas this year from... This is a Giants lens talking. Uh, they were at least somewhat in the game. This was just domination. And I haven't really seen something like what the Eagles were able to do. And I think they have more in the tank. So that's the scariest part. 
What's that syndrome? I'm uh, blanking on what it is when you... Stockholm syndrome. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, you know exactly where I was going with this. Where you, end up, you end up sort of like uh, admiring your captor. Yeah. That's Tazi right now. No, I'm... He's uh... got Stockholm syndrome. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.